Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. Ooh, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it works. If only we would have caught that first part. Pressing record. I'm recording. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of our friends show. Let's do our mental health check before we get started. How are you doing this week? I'm feeling a little better. Um, anxiety is almost non-existent. Um, except last night I had a like a mini nightmare, like I was falling asleep. And then I had a dream that someone was chasing me with a gun and trying to kill me. So I woke up in a panic. Uh, and then I couldn't, I couldn't like lower my anxiety for a good two hours. But after that, everything was fine. <laughs> How about you? Everything How are you was feeling? fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay, actually. I got to see some family this weekend, and it was really nice. And Idaho is really pretty. And I got a little, quite a bit of anxiety getting on the plane because I don't like flying. But on the way back, I actually did much better where I wasn't like super panicking. Also, there was like way less turbulence. And not that there was like, like crazy, everybody was screaming turbulence. Like the plane shook on our way there. It like shook a couple times and I kind of (gasps) like... And so I like grab onto my armrest and I'm like clenching it, right? And everybody around me is like, oh talking to their people yeah like, like oh, nothing yeah. and I'm just like I'm fucking crazy <laughs> like, it's just me who thinks the plane is gonna go down <laughs> oh no I feel the same way actually and that is like the, the same exact scenario too that happens to me like I'm the only one that's like holding on for dear life and everyone's just acting like this is just normal but you know what I've done since I started traveling more is when I'm on the plane and it starts having like bad turbulence like that I pretend I'm on a bus on a really rough road I did the exact same thing I was like okay deep breath it's just a, a crazy bus we're on a bus it's a bumpy the giant road. bus it's a bumpy road you're super fucking fine it's just a bumpy like literally that was my pep talk to myself like calm down it's, you're on a bus it's an air bus you're super fine it's there's wheels and it's bumpy <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there are wheels. They're just not yeah. being used. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I did the but exact yeah, I, same thing. <laughs> I, so I used funny. to get mad crazy anxiety about flying. Like, I almost missed a couple flights because I could not actually get myself in the plane. But no. I'm, I'm better at managing it now because I'm thinking, yeah, A, it's a bus, and B, I want to get to my destination. There's fun stuff on the other end. <laughs> it's true. After the terrifying turbulence of the bus on the bumpy road yes um but other than that my I've been pretty good life has been good I kind of thought maybe I was going to get a little depressed um yesterday just because I had a really good time with my aunt and well my two aunts and their her husband and whatever and with the kids and seeing all my nieces and stuff and they're getting so big and so I expected a little depression yesterday um, but it didn't happen, and I was okay today, too, so That's we're good. We're good. Yeah. No post-vacation blues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Post-vacation blues. Okay, so then I will summarize this week's episode, which is the one with the thumb. 
So in the beginning of the episode, everybody's kind of hanging out and Phoebe walks in and they're like, hey, how was your date? And she's like, oh, he said, let's do this. We should do this again. And so then everybody starts talking about how like um, Rachel's confused. Like, what do you mean? That was a good thing. And she's like, no. And then everybody's like, no. It kind of is one of those, it's not me, it's you means it is you and like whatever, whatever. The next scene goes to Joey um, rehearsing for his, whatever he's rehearsing I don't know is it a play or a movie I think it's a play yeah I don't think he's in movies yet (laughs) so he's rehearsing his lines and Chandler's like helping him out and he's there's a scene where he has to smoke and so Chandler's kind of trying to teach him and then he takes a cigarette from Joey and Joey's like I'm not giving you a cigarette and then he takes it anyways and he smokes and so Chandler starts smoking again which we didn't know he smoked initially until then yeah. yeah we find out that he was a smoker and then it cuts to where Phoebe's walking back into the cafe like different day and she is like talking to herself and uh, tells the gang that she found $500 in her bank and so she's like irritated that she has to go to the bank and deal with them and Rachel's like keep the money and everybody's basically telling her to keep the money and she's like no because it's not responsible uh and in that same scene Monica is leaving for a date with Alan and then the gang is kind of like hey when do we get to meet him and she's like haha never because they're assholes and they were jerks to her last boyfriend or whatever um and so then (laughs) and so then she goes and she talks to her coworker and kind of talks her into it and so she's like fine and so she um they all meet alan oh and then they all fall in love with alan uh, and monica's kind of like oh really like cool you guys all liked him but she seems confused she seems conflicted with the fact that they all like him and then it cuts to chandler at work where he's sneaking a cigarette at his desk of all things uh, and he has an air freshener and um, one of those binaca sprays, which I haven't seen in years. I know, me neither. <laughs> and the and, fan. And the fan. And so he's like trying to cover up that he's smoking and accidentally squirts himself with the air freshener in the mouth instead of the binaca, which is hilarious. So Phoebe, we go back to Phoebe and her um, dealing with her bank and the bank ends up crediting her 500 more dollars. So now she has $1,000 and they send her a little football phone. Uh, And so she goes and she gives it to some homeless lady that's a friend of hers. And the homeless lady is like, hey, you know, like I have to give you something. And so Phoebe's like, cool, buy me a drink and then we'll call it even. And so she buys her a juice or a soda. I don't even know what it is. It looks like a Snapple. It's a soda. Um, But when Phoebe cracks it open, there's a thumb floating in it. So she obviously doesn't drink it. And she goes back to the coffee house with everybody and like tries to show everyone. And in that scene, uh, Chandler starts to smoke. And so then everybody's like giving him hell because, oh, you're smoking and like nobody likes to smell it and whatever, whatever. And so then he's like, hey, it's my one flaw. Like if you guys don't have flaws. And he comments on how Ross over enunciates and Joey cracks his knuckles and Monica snores when she laughs. And Phoebe chews her hair, which Chandler doesn't say, but Joey does. Then Phoebe makes fun of Rachel and how she can't get anybody's order right. And so they start bickering and Chandler's like sitting happy with his cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) After that, Monica decides that she's going to break up with Alan. So she kind of brings everybody together and tells them like, oh, you know, I'm going to break up with him. And everybody freaks out kind of like they're getting broken up with. And Rachel wanted to introduce 
him to her family and the holidays and blah 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 and so they all loved him and they're super sad that Monica's breaking up with him uh and then at the end everyone's like really upset that Monica broke up with him and so it cuts to a scene where everybody's like eating ice cream and it looks like there's a cheesecake on the table and you know whatever and that's where the episode ends um with Monica having a rough day because she broke up with Alan so um Alan He was. I he think was he also great. he also helps Chandler quit, right? Smoking, I think, through yes. a phone call. I think you're right. He like previous yeah. to them breaking up, she helps him quit. Yeah, or he helps. He helps yeah. Chandler quit, and then too, they show like Monica breaking up with him, and he just kind of says how <laughs> oh, like yeah. he couldn't stand her friends. And so then that's when she goes back to the apartment and everybody's eating ice cream and all depressed. And uh, Monica's like, they ask Monica like, oh, how'd it go? And she's like, oh, it was okay. And then everyone's like, did he ask about us? (laughs) (laughs) And she lies to them and is like, oh, he's really going to miss you guys. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. I know. I would like to. Yeah, because pobrecitos, they were so invested in that relationship. <laughs> it didn't seem like it lasted long, but yeah, they were heavily invested. Uh, okay, so going back to the opening episode where Phoebe walks in and says that her date ended with the guy saying, we should do this again. Have you ever had someone use one of those, it's not you, it's me lines? Or have you ever used one of those to break up with someone? I haven't been used on me. Yeah, and it was to, it was after the fact, kind of. So it, it, we were in like that really weird situation where you already know you're going to break up with a person and it's kind of like super tense. And so this guy, I was cooking and he just comes over to me and he's like, you're the love of my life. And I was like, uh, uh okay. Because I don't know what to say to that in the context <laughs> that we were in. Yeah. But after we broke up, like literally later that day, I had sent him a message about like something about saying like, oh, I'm sorry that I couldn't make you happy. And he was like, no, you did make me happy. I just, I couldn't sustain what we had. And it was just me. It was my insecurities and my issues. But you absolutely did make me happy. And then he just replied. I'm just the way that I am. So it kind of did feel like that. Like, it's not you, it's me kind of thing. But mm-hmm. he's that guy wasn't happy. I don't know why he said that. Because you can absolutely tell when um, someone's unhappy with you in a relationship, you know? So I don't know why people say that. I guess it's to spare your feelings, but I feel like it's more detrimental than helpful. Has anyone yeah. used a line like that on you? I think... I used a line like that in high school because breakups in high school were, I mean, it's hard as an adult, but it was awkward because it's not like now where you break up with someone and like you never have to see them again because, yeah, you hey, you're adults and like you don't hang with the same circles and like whatever. So in high school, it was really weird and it was kind of like, hey, so, you know, I remember specifically... And it's actually not a terrible story. I was dating my best friend and we had only been dating for like two months, but I'd known him since like middle school. And at this point we were like our sophomore year of high school and we had decided to date. And then all of a sudden it was like, Hey, you know what? I don't know, man. Like, I kind of feel like we're better friends. So then I like literally was like, Hey, so I want to talk to you. I think like we're really good friends and I don't want to ruin that by like, continuing this relationship and he was like oh I was about to tell you the same thing and I was like so it wasn't even that for the record I broke up with you (laughs) 
<laughs> and so we've been best friends ever since and I love him to death and he is I I feel like there are like soulmates not necessarily only in relationships but like in life and so he's one of my yeah soulmates yeah the platonic yes yeah. I agree and I also think he's really cool <laughs> thank you I love him <laughs> uh, but that's the only time I ever used a line, quote unquote. Yeah, it doesn't feel super lineish though. It feels like like it was like the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, okay. Uh, so Joey needs to smoke for an audition, and Chandler is teaching him. Did you ever try cigarettes? And if so, who taught you to smoke, and did you like it? Yes, I I have tried cigarettes, and it's about to get a little sad. <laughs> So uh, the reason why I tried my first cigarette in the first place was because um, my dad had just passed. And I want to say, like, it was a week into it. Um, and my mom was, she was drunk. Um, she had taken a bunch of pills. And she was smoking. And I was trying my best not to cry because um, I was instructed not to, as to not bother my mom anymore. But all family had left us at this point. It was just me and my mom. Um, and I started crying because my dad had just died. <laughs> and she just told me to shut up. And I told her, well, that's unfair because you have all these things that are helping you. Like drinking makes you feel better, I think. Smoking makes you feel better, I think. The um, anti-anxiety medication makes you feel better, I think. Uh, so then she just grabbed her carton of cigarettes and, or not carton, her pack. Um, and she threw it at me and she was like, here you go. Here's a lighter. Go nuts. Uh, so that's when I tried smoking for the first time. I did not like the taste. Uh, it actually made me super nauseous, but like after the like initial shock to my body, I guess my 11 year old body, <laughs> um, it felt kind of nice. Like I felt like a little rush, like, uh, the nicotine doing its job. I have now quit, um, but my parents were both smokers all of my childhood. Um, my dad did quit, I want to say, when I was like six or seven, uh, but my mom kept smoking throughout most of my childhood. And I, I think now she'll still have one every now and then. But um, for me, when I smell someone smoking, it's very nostalgic for me. Like it's almost a really sweet <laughs> memory. <laughs> of when I had both of my parents and they would just sit down and shoot shit together and just talk about their day like over a cigarette um so it's very interesting because a lot of people when they smell cigarette smoke they're like oh my god disgusting and I'm like oh my childhood <laughs> um but yes yes I did smoke I have now quit but for a while like I never actually smoked like Chandler like I want to say the most cigarettes I ever had in one day was like two maybe three um but for the most part when i was actively smoking i'd have like five a week if that it was mostly like um just for stress management so most of the time i actually smoked on my breaks at work or socializing while drinking did you smoke so i remember my dad used to smoke parliaments and they are a punch in the face those cigarettes when you smoke them um we were probably young teenagers because he ended up like quitting smoking later uh in my life um so i do remember like stealing a cigarette from him 
and it was me and my aunt and neither one of us knew what the fuck we were doing <laughs> but we definitely uh took a drag and it was uh harsh uh and i never did it again until i was much much older i think probably like three years ago four years ago i went with a cousin of mine to um stagecoach and her and her husband her husband smokes and she has the occasional but we were like drinking and you kind of need something when you're drinking like something extra that's, <laughs> that's my whole experience with smoking yeah you're right though it does feel like you do need like a little like like an accessory like i feel like the gossip is just not as good when you're drinking if you don't have a cigarette <laughs> for some <laughs> reason but uh PSA, don't smoke kids it's bad for you <laughs> It is bad for you. Don't do that. All right. So after that, you know, we got into happier things, I guess. So Phoebe's bank messes up and gives her a whole bunch of money, $500 at first. Uh, but has your bank ever messed up and hooked you up with money like that, like it happened to Phoebe? No, I wish. They've taken money from me that I've had to like, hey, dude, this isn't Buy cool. them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they've ever given me money what about you yeah it's the same for me um i've had to call them uh because of fraudulent charges or just straight up like uh, something that they charged me twice on but i don't know if that was like a bank problem or the person that charged me but no nothing nothing like phoebe i've never woken up and and seen extra money that i have no idea where it came from in my bank account I'm hoping one day, you know, I'm still young. It could still happen to me, but no, never been blessed. <laughs> Monica has a date with a guy uh, and the group wants to meet him, but she doesn't want them to uh, because they've been mean to her previous dates before. She kind of maybe has like a history of maybe not choosing the best guys for herself. But have your friends ever given you a hard time over a guy that you dated? Every time. Um. <laughs> It's always, oh, he's not cute enough, or oh, he's an asshole, or his attitude, or whatever. With my recent ex-boyfriend, it was, es bien sangrón. With Victor, it's, he's too quiet for you. And it's like, hey, how about you guys just let me decide? Because it's not like you guys have to deal with him on the daily. So, mm, I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> ¿Y tú? Yes, absolutely. I want to say the words that it got, but they were right. Uh, was when I was dating my last ex. Uh, uh, everybody told me, hey, he's that guy's an asshole. Like, he's he's not a good guy. He's manipulative and just plain rude. And actually, I did notice that when I first met him, he seemed like such an asshole. Like, he hadn't even said anything yet. And I was just like, that guy's an asshole and I don't like him. And then we had a meeting with him because I met him at work. And he spoke and it was just he was an asshole <laughs> um but then when he started trying to like become my friend he was so nice but like overly nice and I was like oh my god no nobody understands him he's just misunderstood he just acts like an asshole at work but and I always mention this when I'm talking about this guy because when I first met him my first impression of him was that he wasn't a good person or at least that he was like a douche so much so that I had to have his phone number for work so I saved him as Satan on my phone 
<laughs> on my first impression of him. And then I dated him. <laughs> and I was so surprised when at the end, he did turn out to be Satan when he no longer wanted to be with me. So he turned the charm off. But yes, all my friends um, that knew him also would tell me before I even started dating him. And then during, um, it got so bad that Satan um, asked me not to see my friends anymore because like, I'm always really honest with people that I'm in a relationship with. So like, I would come home and I would tell him, hey, like Petrita told me that you're an asshole and that she heard this about you. Um, and he'd be like, well, if she thinks that, then you can't hang out with her anymore because how are you gonna hang out with someone that hates your man, blah, blah, blah. And you know, and at that time that kind of made sense to me because I was still under the spell. So I did actually stop hanging out with a lot of my friends because that, that's what it kind of turned into. Like, it was almost like every time I hung out with my friends, it turned into like an intervention that I should leave him, which I should have. Um, but I also don't think that that's, that should have been the only thing that we talked about when we were hanging out or <laughs> the focus of the hangout rather, because it made me feel really shitty and I wasn't ready. I still needed to get hurt some more months to learn. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> It'd really be like that sometimes, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. So after that, after all that happens, Monica finally gives in uh, and lets the gang meet Alan. Uh, and after they all met him, they all immediately fell in love with him. And Monica is later unsure about him. Now, this is the opposite. Have you ever dated someone that all your friends super loved, but you weren't into? Yeah. Uh, well, not really. Kind of. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I did absolutely love this guy when I was dating him. But uh, then we had a lot of problems and we had already discussed breaking up. Like we were, it was really sad because we were engaged. But the thing that we were fighting about was like a really major life decision thing so we knew that if we didn't agree we would break up but throughout that whole time period where we weren't sure if we were going to break up or when we were going to break up he was kind of being an asshole to me um and i think now that i think about it it, it was just probably his natural reaction to what was happening like he wasn't going to be all super lovey-dovey or whatever um but that made me really like kind of lose interest in him like it just why am I even here if I'm going to be treated like that but at that same time because we had so many friends in common and even some people that were just my friends were advocating for him because they they all did love him I, like he's a good guy no shade to that guy um but yeah I just wasn't feeling it and it almost felt like the more people were advocating for him the more that I wanted out, like, for some reason. It just felt weird that everybody was like, oh, he's the best. No, you guys can do it. Like, because no one was advocating for me. <laughs> 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 but um, I don't know. I think in that moment, everyone kind of thought or realized, I guess, because it ended up being true that I was going to be the one that had the last word. So I think that's why they were like, no, you should give him another chance. He's the best. We love him. We love you guys together. But yeah, I still left, and it did feel like I let a shit ton of people down, not just him. So that sucked. But have you had something similar? No, nobody's ever liked any of my boyfriends. As far as like, <laughs> as far as like friends go, everyone's kind of like, oh yeah, he's cool. But then like we don't hang out, and you know whatever. So it's not like they ever got like really get to know 
my boyfriends. So it's never been like, oh my God, this one's great. You need to keep this one. It's always been like, hmm, you can do better. <laughs> it's like, thanks. <laughs> Actually, I do get concerned about this now because my current boyfriend, my friends all really, really like. Uh, and I mean, I really, really like him too. But if we ever break up, I don't know, man. I think I'm Team Laura all the way. (laughs) (laughs) We then cut to Chandler. We already know he started smoking. He starts sneaking cigarettes during his work day. He smokes and then he sprays banaca and then he sprays uh, air freshener so that nobody can tell that he's smoking. Like if cigarette smoke is that easy to cover up. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what was he thinking? Maybe the banaca for, like, your breath, but definitely not the air freshener. That's not going to work. You know what I'm wondering, though? Um, Because this was in the 90s, when you could still smoke inside buildings. Or I think you could still smoke inside buildings. I'm wondering if they had, like, a smoking section inside work. (laughs) And maybe a lot of people already smelled like cigarettes. And so that's why he thought he could hide it, because otherwise it's just plain stupid. I know. I don't know. But do you have any bad habits that you sneak? Not necessarily at work, but just in general? I mean, I feel like I do. I think we all do. Um, so when I worked at a dealership at the front desk, I um, my shifts for the most part started at 7. And while I am a morning person, I'm also a procrastinator. So I would wake up mega early, but I would just sit there. Um, and not like really get ready and I wear makeup every day um, well not in 2020 but uh, back then I wore makeup every day and so I would do my makeup at work so I I would like you know start doing my mascara and then a client would come so I would put it away or like my boss would pass by so I'd put it away because yeah we weren't supposed to be doing that up front uh, and then another thing that I've also hid um, when I worked in a call center that we had absolutely zero permission to eat at our desks is, yeah, I would sneak a cheese it or two in between phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, other than the makeup and the food, no, not really. <laughs> How about you? Um, definitely food. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a surrogate in 2019. Uh, and I had this unbelievable craving for dirt. And so the doctor was like, yeah, as long as it's clean and like you can go get some at the Home Depot and like it's super fine. But then I found something called dry fruit clay that I purchased mm-hmm. on Amazon. And it kind of tasted a little earthy where it satisfied my um, craving. And so when I initially got it, it was like, oh my God, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm really going to sit here and eat these little, because they look like little rocks. Like they're tiny, tiny. They look like little rocks. So it's like, I'm really going to like munch on these pebbles. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? And then like, I ended up having to tell my fiance, cause it was like, Hey, so I bought this stuff and like, I know it's weird. And then after like after I delivered, I still had that craving. Like I have, I've never been anemic because that's one of those things where like people that um, have pica or whatever, they like crave clay or they crave dirt or whatever. So I've never been anemic in my life. 
um, I wasn't even in this last pregnancy, but previous to that, I've always had like a weird craving for dirt. It just smells so good. I want to eat it. Like, you know, when it rains, that first smell of like yeah. the pavement and stuff, like, oh my God, it smells delicious to me. So that's kind of what it tasted like. And so then I had to like, oh, babe, I have a confession. And he's like, what? And I was like, uh, so I'm, you've been eating this stuff. And he's like, oh my God. And he didn't say anything and he didn't stop me. And <laughs> so for like months after the pregnancy, I was like ordering off of Amazon this stuff. And like occasionally I finally like don't have any and I haven't bought any, but I've been like tempted to buy, but definitely it's been like, I, w I keep it at my work desk. And so like, I'd go and I'd like grab like two little pebbles and then I'd go and sit down <laughs> like all you'd hear is like the crunch and he'd just look over like what the fuck? Oh. I have had a craving actually for for stuff like that and ironically ironically enough it started when I watched like a video of my strange addiction where I don't know what she was eating it might have been drywall now that I think about it but like the texture Mm -hmm. it looked like it would be appetizing to me it wasn't that I would think that drywall would taste good or it wasn't like you said like oh I smell like after it rains and it just seems appetizing like I wasn't thinking about the smell it was just more of like a textural thing for me but I never actually tried um you know eating drywall or anything like that <laughs> I think you're not that is interesting. drywall <laughs> no I don't think so um but my sister got that actually she had like a Oh, is that how it's pronounced? But I don't know. I don't know, to be honest with you. Oh. I don't know. Um, but she had it when she was pregnant with her first kid. And but she she ate paper. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It seems more complicated <laughs> than, look, my, than my little rock. I looked it up right now. <laughs> and it's like such as ice, clay, soil, or paper. <laughs> and yeah, she was eating paper. But that's the only uh, bad, I feel like it's a bad habit that I've sneaked. Because, like, my mom doesn't know. My kids know because they saw me, like, eating. They saw and you. they were like, what the they fuck? They caught you. Yeah, I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> and then I obviously had to tell my fiancé, like, uh, I'm crazy and this is my snack. My snacky snack. <laughs> I think, actually, that chalk stuff that you were describing would probably satisfy my curiosity and not really craving for the drywall texture. <laughs> If I ever buy more, I will. You'll be the first for me to share my secret yeah. with. <laughs> I'll run over there in a jiffy. <laughs> After that, uh, we see that Phoebe um, is helping out her homeless friend. She gives her all her money that the bank gave her that wasn't even hers. Uh, and she gets a drink in return from her friend, you know, so that they're even. And she finds a thumb in her drink, which, by the way, I, every time I see that scene, I don't know who the fuck looks at their drink before they drink it, especially if it's like one of those canned drinks like that. Like, I just down it. Uh, but she happened to look down and there was a thumb there. So have you ever found something crazy in your food uh, that wasn't supposed to be there, but that isn't a hair? Thankfully, no. Nothing crazy, crazy like that. Like, I've had like um oh god and it sucked too so when I was little I used to love eating uh hot dogs with tortilla I call them Mexican hot dogs <laughs> so my grandma 
My grandma would heat up a hot dog and then wrap it in a tortilla and then we'd dip it in uh, salsa verde. And that's like, that was like my favorite after school snack. And she bought this, I, I want to say it was like off-brand weenies, right? Um, and I took a bite and I like bit into something hard and I, I assume it was like a bone from like, because it's all like junk that gets mushed and placed in a casing, right? That's what a hot dog is. So I assume it was like a bone or something, but I definitely bit into it and then like found it and like pulled it out. And it was like a little white, tiny, tiny little dot of a thing that I was like, <laughs> that's not. Mm -mm. So then I stopped eating hot dogs for a long, long time. And now I'm super bougie and like refuse to buy anything that's not Oscar Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Oscar. He's the real one. <laughs> That sounds off-putting, especially because, like, the texture of hot dogs is so soft that just biting into something hard like that, ooh. But, yes, I did find something in my food, Ew. but it wasn't super terrible. Okay, so I was eating a torta. This mm. was in the mid-90s, you know, so I was, like, five or six. And I looked down at my torta, and, like, it was like a like a ham torta, ham and cheese torta, you know? So I looked down at my torta, and there's, like, some red stuff in there. And I was like, that's weird. I don't remember this having any sauce, but, like, I just kept eating it and eating it. And then I felt, like, something weird in my mouth. So, like, I, I didn't spit it out. Like, it, the torta was in my mouth, but, like, I pushed the weird stuff into the torta. <laughs> And then because I was a kid, then I put it back in my mouth, right? And then I bit into it, and it was so hard. And so, like, I spit out my, like, the bite. And so I'm looking in my hands, and it was a tooth. <gasps> but it was mine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so the red stuff was actually blood, but I didn't, it had been so loose for so long that I, like, I just thought it was just going to hang there forever. Um and, but no, like biting into the hard birote, like did the trick. And then I started bleeding. And then when I spit out like the little piece back into the torta, my tooth was in there. And then I ate it. I mean, I didn't like swallow the, the tooth, but like I like, took a bite out of it. Like, like a, you know, dumbass, like a five-year-old would. <laughs> but, oh my God, yeah, that would have scared that, me. It did freak me out a little bit, and then it just made me laugh, and then I was so happy because I was going to get money from uh, the Raton, uh, which is the tooth fairy from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But I got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't anything terrible. Have you seen those, like, videos of people that, like, buy the bagged uh, lettuce, and, like, one of them had, like, a mouse, and the other one had, like, a tarantula or a big spider or whatever? It's like, I Ew. haven't seen it in lettuce, but I have seen it in bananas. Uh, <laughs> not personally, but, like, I have seen people, like, post online, like, oh, gigantic spiders in bananas. Also, um, I don't know, I don't think you have to TikTok, but you might have seen that, like, people it became like a trend to soak your strawberries in water oh yes I didn't believe bags. that one and then you see all the bugs I did it and there were a, a couple that came out but not like in the videos like so it wasn't like the videos that I saw it was like it looked like worms were coming out of the strawberry um 
but no, like what had happened <laughs> was that when you get strawberries, I mean, and a lot of vegetables like grow in the earth. So there's going to be like tiny little bugs that are going to be in your fruit always. So that's why people tell you to rinse them. But when you soak stuff in water, uh, inevitably what's going to happen is if you haven't washed them, like whatever bugs were like on the little leaves are going to come to the surface. And I did see that with my strawberries, but like they were tiny. It wasn't anything like people were making it out to be online. But yeah, no, it, it wasn't that bad, guys. Just it wash your fruit. Some of those worms in those videos looked ginormous compared to the strawberry. I was like, this is bullshit. This is not real. I'm not going to believe it. Like, fuck that. How do you come out of that strawberry? No, someone went outside and grabbed a centipede and then put it in the water for views. Drown them for no reason. Rude. Oh my god, cut. Because I need to share the story about a bug yesterday. Okay. Pausing, pausing. I was putting my shoe on yesterday to take my dog out for a walk and I put my left, no, my right foot in the shoe and I felt like something like twigs. I was like, what is this? And, and then I, like, I took my shoe and I, I kind of shook it. It's like a, it's a tom-tom. Um, so it's not like open. So I, I couldn't see in it and it was dark. So I was just like, shook it and nothing came out. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm just weird. Like maybe like the soul is like coming apart or whatever. So then I put it on again and I still felt something. So I was like, okay, something's in there. So then I put my hand in there and I felt something and it felt like trash. It felt like, yeah, it felt like twigs. Like, so I was like, what is that? So I grabbed my flashlight from my phone and I light it on my fucking shoe. And there was a giant fucking cockroach in my shoe. It looked like, I wasn't sure if it was like a cockroach or a water bug. And frankly, I'm not entirely sure what the difference between the two is. Oh, I mean, I'm assuming one really likes water, but I hear cockroaches. <laughs> but it was so gross, Jasmine. I felt violated because... It was in my shoe, and I had heard about that. For a while, actually, that was one of my biggest anxieties, that I would put on a shoe, and I would find, like, a black widow or, you know, a spider of some sort. But as I became older, I realized that most of that, the, when that happens, is because you've had shoes that you haven't worn in a really long time. So they're just kind of sitting there. But these are my everyday shoes, so I trusted them, but... There was a bug in there and it was gross. And then I like, I was really shaking it, right? To make this bug come out. So then it comes out and like both me and Justin are just looking at it, like watching it get away under our furniture. And I'm just like, oh my God, no, we have to kill it. And so finally I'm moving the furniture around uh, and Justin tries to kill it three times with like a chancla and a paper towel and the motherfucker would not die. So finally I just grabbed it in the paper towel and I like, let it live outside and you know what it did as soon as i put it down it was trying to come back in my home <laughs> so then i grabbed it again and i put it further away oh no he refused to die <laughs> so when i was little the exact same thing happened to me i was probably between the ages of eight and ten and i had spent the night at one of my cousin's house and we were getting ready to go somewhere or whatever and I went to put on my shoe and same thing. Like there was something in my shoe and I was like, what the fuck? So I didn't think to check or shake it or anything. I just stuck my hand in and I like grabbed it and pulled it out. 
And as soon as I opened my hand, I was like, ah, and I threw it and I threw my shoe and I fucking ran. And like, she to this day will say that I like Superman flew from the bottom to the top bunk of how scared I was. <laughs> I was like, dude, oh my God. Like I needed to get as far away from the floor <laughs> as possible. It was the worst experience ever. And for the longest time I was traumatized now, not so much, but yeah, that was, Oh, ugh, I relate. That's super fucking gross and it sucks and it's yeah. scary. So many trust issues now I have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but after the thumb, um, Chandler is uh, pointing out everyone's flaws because, you know, they're all making fun of him and bugging him about his smoking, which I will say now, his was the worst flaw of all. But after that, you know, he's giving everyone a hard time about their little quirks or their little habits that they do. So are there any quirks um, that your friends have that you dislike or quirks that you have that your friends don't like? None that anyone has ever told me about. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, when I was younger, my cousin used to get so mad at me. Because, <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily call it a quirk. But uh, she would be telling me a story. And I would be, like, half-assed listening. And my response was always, oh, really? Wow. And so I never, I never noticed it, but she clearly caught on that, like, I wasn't really paying attention. And so then I had to, like, force myself to, like, pay attention to what I was doing, not necessarily what she was saying, so that I wouldn't say, oh, really? Oh, wow. Because <laughs> she's like, that's such a bitchy thing. You're not even fucking paying attention. And it's like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not, I don't do it on purpose. And she's like, I know that's the worst part. Like it just fucking comes out naturally. (laughs) Uh, That's mine. Uh, That. And then I sing everything that I do. Sometimes uh, I have a weird, uh, I think of it as more of a tick where I'll be doing something and I literally am singing about what I'm doing or, you know, like, fucking uh, putting them shoes because I'm gonna go to the store or you know whatever like that'll be that's like my everyday and my fiance thinks it's super cute because uh, I do it with everything so he's noticed and he's like you're so cute and it's just like yeah am I though like it's not annoying <laughs> hey it matters that he thinks it's cute so as long as he still thinks that it's cute I think you're in the green we'll see it a couple years from now it's only been five <laughs> Only, he said. Oh, only about a decade. <laughs> and you? That <laughs> um, I have, I actually do the singing t- thing too, but um, so does my boyfriend. So we used to sing about what we do uh, all day long, and sometimes we'll finish the song like that the other one started. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, people have never really pointed it out when it thinks out to me like that. I, I kind of wish someone would because I feel that I do have a couple, but that people haven't told me. Maybe it doesn't bother them or maybe I'm just hyper-focusing on them. Um, but I tend to interrupt people when they're talking a lot. And I realized that this came from my ADHD. Um, so when someone's telling me a story, I'm like trying to guess what they're gonna say next. And so I'm saying it for them. 
like you could be like oh my god like the other way the other day i went to the store and you know like how target gets like and I'm like, yeah, yeah yeah like super busy like like i just want to finish the story for them um and it's like this urge that i have to like just talk um that's another one too i i tend to go on tangents and like just talk a lot um but other than that the only other thing that someone said to me once was that it was really weird that i okay trigger warning eating disorder <laughs> a long time ago i started an eating disorder so i didn't eat food it was that kind and i would grab chips and lick the powder off but not eat the chip <laughs> Because it was like, oh, then, you know, I get all the good stuff from the chip and, you know, not as many of the calories. That, you know, that alone is flawed because the seasoning also has calories. Um, but I actually kind of develop a habit of still doing that now. Like, I eat now, but depending on the chip that I'm eating, sometimes I'm, like, full from eating the chips, but I still want to taste the spices. Or like the lime, like because I used to do this a lot with like the lace, the limon, mm -hmm. which is funny because I think we just had some not too long ago. But uh, um, yeah, I used to just lick it and then just throw the chip away. And that's something that did get pointed out to me once. But and they were like, "Dude, that's super weird." I'm like, I know. <laughs> okay. Um, so other than that, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go <laughs> on a tangent myself. When yes. I was little, my aunt. She was like two years older than me, so she was cool, right? She got to walk home from the school bus, and I was still like getting picked up and whatever. And so she, they, my dad would give her money. And so on her way home, there was a little gas station with a little store. So she would always buy hot chips. She would never bring me chips. And we literally just talked about this this past weekend about how she would never bring me chips. And she was like, I didn't have money for you, I had money for myself. And it was like, hope. But anyways, so she would come home with the hot chips. Y yo de chiquita, because she was cool, I couldn't take the heat from the hot Cheetos. So she would lick the hot Cheeto powder off of the chip and then hand me el chip todo lambido. And I would eat oh it. Oh, my God. Yes. So now when I'm eating chips, like, I, I'm not like you. I still eat my chip, but I will lick all the powder off and then I eat the chip, especially with like takis. I think it depends on the chip, but oh, yeah. with like the takis, I will like lick the powder, even if it's just on like one side so that I can get that full like flavor and then I'll eat the chip. Um, but I do with M&Ms. So I don't like chocolate, but I do like peanut butter M&Ms but they still have too much chocolate for me. So I have literally like M&M by M&M, bitten it in half, pulled out the peanut, put the peanut to the side and like discarded the chocolate part. And I'll do like five peanuts and then I eat like one whole M&M. Because <laughs> it's like enough, it's like hella peanut and like a little bit of chocolate, just a sprinkle. <laughs> On top of the rest oh my of goodness, it. that sounds like work. <laughs> it is, especially when you buy a, fun, a share size bag. <laughs> oh my God. But on the chips too, I also still lick them um, before I eat them. Uh, even if I'm going to eat the chip, like I, I will still, I don't know, I can't get rid of it. But you know what? It's fine. It's my life. <laughs> I think the only comments that I've gotten about licking my chip, it's like, damn girl, because like, you stick the whole chip in. And the oh, because it's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you know, whatever. So then it's like, dang. And it's like, don't fucking start. Like, I'm not trying to be sexy here. I'm eating my fucking chip. Leave me alone. 
I'm trying to be weird, goddammit. I'm eating gordita girl food, okay? We're not being, this isn't a stick of celery with peanut butter or something. <laughs> or a banana with peanut butter. Right. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, anyways, uh, back to the show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Monica breaks up with Ellen and the gang is devastated. Have your friends ever dumped someone you really liked? No, I don't think I've ever liked any of my friends' boyfriends. Granted, I have like two friends, and but yours they still is have fine. a nerve to tell you. <laughs> I did have someone that I really liked that my friend broke up with. Uh, however, uh, it wasn't like super, super sad that they broke up because I used to live with them, but they broke up after the fact, like after I was no longer living with them. So it didn't hit me as hard. And then also, they they still have a relationship. Um, well, I think, ironically enough, I no longer talk to the friend, mm. uh, but I do still talk to the guy that she was dating. Um, but from what I was, from what I saw, like, because they broke up and then my friend was living with her parents and he went, moved back in with his parents. And then they were such good friends and still hung out that they decided that they actually should live together again because they were such good roommates. Mm-hmm. So they moved back in together and um, but they were just roommates. Uh, and then uh, she got a girlfriend and I think she moved out. I'm not entirely sure where he lives now. Um, but I, I still I still wish him a happy birthday. Like I still like uh, randomly talk to him. It's not like we're best friends or anything, but um, he's a really cool guy. Like he's one of the most genuine guys that I've ever met in my life. Um, he's just really kind and, and he's really smart. Like I, I could ask him about anything and even if he wasn't like an expert on the subject, he he still knew how to talk about whatever it was. Um, so he he was really cool. I I, I really I really like him. Um, he's a really nice person. Um, but it wasn't like super sad because I mean I still had contact with him and ultimately yeah they weren't like good together as a couple. Mm-hmm. So oh <clears throat> I choked on my saliva. Who oh, learned me how to fucking swallow? Jesus. <laughs> sexy <laughs> okay what I was gonna say is at the end of the episode after Monica breaks up with Alan her boyfriend uh she comes home and everybody's like upset and depressed and eating ice cream and what looks like cheesecake and they're you know indulging in the high calorie food um do you have a breakup snack yes <laughs> so I have two of them um and the first one is super super nostalgic kind of cute for me because the reason they were <laughs> originated was because I am super weird and it's kind of hard for me to make friends with women but when I was in high school I had met this girl Michelle and I could kind of tell that we were going to be friends but again I was weird still am weird wouldn't do this now um but I told her that if we were going to be really good friends that I needed to see her cry because I hadn't seen her cry and she had seen me cry a lot because I'm a crybaby. <laughs> and so I made her watch The Notebook and she cried so hard. And my response to her crying was to hand her a tub of chocolate chip ice cream, like not chocolate chip, excuse me, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Uh, and hand her a blanket and we both sat and ate chocolate chip ice cream it was hot also it wasn't cold like the weather (laughs) Um, under a blanket 
and just talked about life um, after watching The Notebook. So ever since, every time that I have something really traumatic happen to me, breakups included, I grab a blanket, no matter what the temperature is, and some ice cream. Not always chocolate chip cookie dough, uh, but most of the time chocolate chip cookie dough. And I just eat the ice cream under the blanket. Uh, also another one, which I guess could also fall into the weird habits, is I get pizza from Costco, the <laughs> cheese kind. Usually only one slice, I will only allow one slice because what I do is borderline just disgusting. Uh, I just peel the cheese off and I just eat the cheese. So I go <laughs> through the trouble of going to Costco and getting this slice of pizza instead of just melting some cheese and eating it. No, I go and get my slice of pizza from Costco always and I peel the cheese and the act of peeling it is so satisfying. <laughs> and then yeah, I just eat my, my cheese and my ice cream <laughs> under a blanket. <laughs> Do you have any breakup snacks? So my go-to snack all the time is chips. It doesn't matter what kind of chips. It's chips, mostly hot chips. Occasionally, I'll crave like a, like a Cool Ranch Dorito. But no, it's so, it's so funny because I've literally sat and cried with like a bag of just chips and like crunch, <laughs> crunch. <laughs> it's nothing that I probably, should. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's just, I don't like sweets, like uh, cake and brownies, not my thing. So yeah, my go-to for everything, whether I'm happy, depressed, I got cravings or whatever, it's always chips. <laughs> chips are my best friend and I hate I dieting because you can't eat them. <laughs> It's true, and they're so good because they can pack so much flavor into such a tiny little snack. Well, you know, the bag itself is not tiny, but the chip itself is, is little. <laughs> I actually do remember like a particularly bad breakup where I was just eating junk food for a while. And after the initial, you know, ice cream and pizza face, like I moved on to just, yeah, just terrible food for me. And I do remember waking up with like a bag of chips, like on me because I had fallen asleep eating chips and crying like you were saying and I just woke up and I was like oh my god I'm disgusting like come on man put yourself together <laughs> that's me that's, chips are my best friend I do like chips a lot man I'm craving chips I just bought some come <laughs> over <laughs> this is why I don't buy any like we bought like a family size of the limon lays girl I was eating them until my tongue was like hurting so much from like the the lime. And oh my God, my mouth is watering right now as so I'm talking about it. <laughs> but it hurt so bad. It kind of hurt like I'd eaten a bunch of pineapple. Oh yeah. Like it, it was just like really, really raw. And that's what I was telling Justin. I was like, this is what I don't buy these chips specifically or chips in general because I think chips is just one of those snacks that are like super easy for you to eat like a hundred of them without like noticing because you can just like I can eat them while I'm working while I'm watching tv like while I'm scrolling my phone while I'm talking on the phone you know like they're just so like easy to just autopilot yep so I started buying the snack size bag for the kids specifically like you guys don't need to open up and pour a whole bowl of chips, like just a little snack bag and you know, you're good. But also I dig into the chippies. So then it's like, mm, 
una bolsita and then I'll sit and I'm like mm, crunch crunch ya no hay chippies and then oh. I'm like mm, otra bolsita and then I go and I grab myself another <laughs> little bag so I mean technically I'm having like one of the big bigger bags not the big bags like the individual you know like the gas station individual bag yeah like the 99 yeah, yeah. cent bag not the mini bag so but oh, yeah if you look at those <laughs> If you look at the back, it's like four servings of bag of like the regular <laughs> bags. I'm just like, oh my god, I yeah, hate I... the day that I started looking at servings because then I realized, oh, I've been eating for four. <laughs> yeah, because you always finish the bag. It's like 21 Cheetos, I think, like a serving, and there's definitely more than 21 Cheetos, even in the small bags, like there's no way there's only 21 Cheetos in the tiny tiny bag. No way. Yeah, I think. The serving size for the, the lemon lace is like 15 chips. And I'm just like, um, no, sir. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, this is my meal for the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Oh, man. Well, this was fun. Yeah, oh. this is a good episode, too, because it was, uh, there was Stevie in it. And she was in the other ones, but she was more like a background character, kind of. Yeah, she was definitely more verbal in this one. We get to really meet her. Yeah, and get to know her and her her morals, her ethics. Okay, well, everyone have a good night. I'm going to stop recording. Bye. Everyone stay safe. Don't smoke. Don't smoke.